These are Extra Breaths, coming to you straight from the lungs of Ange. In episode 6 of Straight From The Lungs, Ange spoke about personal independence payment and how it can provide financial support to someone with cystic fibrosis in the UK. Here's more from her. PIP was introduced a number of years ago now, and it was from that point for people making new claims, people with a change in circumstance, or of course people claiming for the first time means everybody that is becoming 16 because they introduce it for people over 16. So for many years, people who are 15 have had to apply for PIP and anybody whose situation worsened or whatever, as soon as you speak to DLA, it's a change of circumstance, you go into claiming PIP. Now they're in the long process of moving everybody from DLA over to PIP. And it doesn't seem that there's any rhyme or reason to it to me. But in waves, patients are invited to apply for PIP. And if not, their DLA will end. Would you like to apply for PIP? At that point, it's necessary to make the phone call, get the form and then go from there. You know, people vary on their form filling, how they feel about the whole process. So I always advise them to at least have a phone call with me around the form and the sorts of things to write on the form. And actually, for most patients, I will sit down and do it with them. We either fill it in together at the time or they write notes and fill it in at their leisure. And, you know, it's not a quick thing. It's not a quick thing. It takes at least a couple of hours. And actually, it's really not a comfortable thing either. Because what we're doing is sitting down and talking about everything that doesn't go well, everything that's difficult, everything that people need help with, which isn't something you do every day. It's not something that makes anyone feel very good, really. And so I think the process is difficult from that point of view, if nothing else. This is one form for everybody in the UK who has any form of health or disability issue. And so there are some many questions that aren't relevant. And there's questions around toileting, dressing, bathing, and those will be relevant to some CF patients and they will be relevant to some CF patients some of the time. So there's that in-between category as well of question. The vast majority of people have a face-to-face meeting. I think I've come across literally a handful or maybe two handfuls over all the years that haven't. And sometimes that's been people who are quite seriously ill and other people it's just been a sprinkling and and that's been really random about why they haven't had a face-to-face. Yeah, vast majority of people will. People in the assessor role are probably on a time schedule and so they're there to fill in their form and go through the information that they need. You know, it is in their guidelines to get as much information as possible and therefore you do have to build a bit of a rapport with people and certainly look at them. So I think that your experience is quite common and it really isn't how it's meant to be. I think a lot of people have complained about assessors that's very difficult. And still, when we look at DWP statistics, they say most people are happy with the assessment. So I think that's all very curious. From filling in the form and it going off, I think it can be six to eight weeks generally before people are offered the face-to-face assessment. And then after the face-to-face assessment, I think that's six to eight weeks before there's a response. 
sometimes people get an award that you know seems right and that's fine but you know many people don't get an award that seems right and then there's the next stage of the process and that's mandatory reconsideration and that means perhaps putting in more evidence and waiting another six weeks to two months something else that's quite different with PIP than with DLA. It's for a number of years and then it's reviewed. And that's another part of the process that I'm also involved with with people now. It's amazing with a progressive condition that it's reviewed and quite often people come back with less of an award. You know, it's back into the same process again. And I think that's something where the CF Trust here is working quite hard along with other charities to do with conditions that are progressive and deteriorating to try and make a change to that review process. You know, I take part in the CF Trust Social Workers Group that looks at PIP. And we've often tried to look at patterns and things that happen. We have concluded in a lot of ways it is really quite random. And I know, I seem to remember when we got your mandatory reconsideration back, we looked at what you'd got points for. And as you say, it didn't bear any relation to you. And I think that's a bit disconcerting, isn't it, really? You sort of think, oh, what was all that for? And I think in the end of the day... So you got an award. It was a reasonable award for you. And it didn't look like actually it was awarded as we understand the guidelines. You know, so we're working to guidelines and then it looks like your award wasn't made in relation to them. But you've got your award. I think I've developed quite a pragmatic outlook in that I understand the benefit quite well. There are various bits and pieces about it that go to courts and I'm aware of what those are. We still have to just try and give as much information as we can on the form, give as much information at the face-to-face and then if we feel it's not the right award, keep going. And it's really not a comfortable process. And I think that's the thing about it, accepting that something's random isn't very comfortable, is it? It makes it very uncertain. You're not certain whether you should be getting it. You don't know how you feel about that. It isn't black and white. And the system doesn't help people with that at all. There's no two ways about it. I've found young people find it much more difficult to feel they're eligible and feel that they're deserving. And I think that's for a number of reasons. One is younger people tend to be better, but they're only better because they're getting a lot of help with their treatment. They want to be the same as everybody else. And people aren't so comfortable in their own skin generally when they're younger. And I think there's also probably a bit of a political element to it and a view in the country about who deserves what. People will always tell you stories about people getting disability benefits who shouldn't be getting them because there's nothing wrong with them. And I think there's been a lot of publicity about that over the last few years. And I think that has had an effect on patients, really, because it's a bit of a cultural view. To me, it's just sort of lurking there in the background on the top of everything else. Work is episode six of Straight From The Lungs, which you can listen to at our website, lungspodcast.co.uk.